0: This is episode 45 of the Evolve Marriage Podcast. Today, we're talking about getting your partner off the pedestal and how it can create a lot of dysfunction if you're not able to do that. Hope you like it. Hi, this is Kate. I'm a fierce mom and teacher. And this is Eric, her lucky husband and certified relationship coach.
1: And this is the Evolve Marriage Podcast.
0: Where we have fun with growth and connection. Thanks for being here. Here we go. Hey, everyone. Hi. Welcome back.
1: Welcome.
0: It's good to be with you again.
1: It's good to be with
0: you. On the podcast. It's good to be with you.
1: Oh, I mean, I guess, yeah, we were together all day together here at our house.
0: Yeah, that was great.
1: Oh, come on. (laughs) I'm just kidding.
0: (laughs) I need to get out of my house. No, honest (laughs) to God,
1: Eric has been in our house way too often for way too long. It's time for you to go Leave the nest, little bird. Yeah. I remember when I was like, ah,
0: working from home is going to be so amazing. And I'm like, I need to get an office. (laughs) I need
1: humans and different
0: (laughs) walls. (laughs) I need to just become a regular at at a coffee shop somewhere.
1: I think so. I think uh, once everything slows down and everything opens up again, I think we'll definitely be able to get you in some kind of a coffee shop.
0: Yeah. I mean, I can get myself in. Like, you don't... No, it's me. I'm going (laughs) to go like, go,
1: baby, go. Good job. Look at you going.
0: (laughs) So today... What are we talking about?
1: We're talking about how to get your spouse off the pedestal. Not so much getting them off the how pedestal. How to just boot your spouse. No, just boot them off. No, no, actually. How to get up on the pedestal with your spouse. Right. So for years in our relationship, I put Eric up on a pedestal. Everything he would do was great. Everything he would do was the way to do it. And so I felt so inferior to him as a wife, as his spouse, I felt like I can't ever do anything right because I can't do it to Eric's standards. So I had him up on this imaginary pedestal where he, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, did not
0: want to be. (laughs) No, yeah, absolutely not. And often didn't even think I was No, no, you didn't.
1: This was totally something in my own head. I wouldn't express it. It was just this idea that I had that Eric was up here and I was down there. Mm -hmm. And it was nothing that he did or said. It was just this idea that I had of our relationship. And I made up this crazy story, which then created this super unhealthy dynamic in our relationship where I would go to you and ask for permission all the time. It was almost right. becoming this like father-daughter relationship instead of a spouse relationship, right? So I would go up to Eric and I would ask him permission for everything and I would check in with uh, with him all the time. Like, am I doing this right? Is this okay? Is this, you know, how I should be doing it? I felt like I was in a different place in our relationship than Eric. I felt like because he's getting all this help and he's learning every day about relationships. I was like into personal growth. Yeah, he was was into personal growth. He was in a men's group. He was reading books on growth and things like that. And I was kind of like, not there yet. Yeah, I remember those times. I "Mm -hmm." was using a
0: lot of complicated words. I was (laughs) spending my time inflating my ego. Yeah, I remember that. And I was like, you're so smart. That was the start of my personal growth journey.
1: Yeah, but then I was like, oh my goodness, like... Eric is up there, and I'm still down here, and look at him grow and look at me just this little nasty twig on the bottom. And that's literally how I would talk to myself, which is terrible and so unhap- unhealthy, mm-hmm. so what I wanted was to get to a place where I understood and believed that we were both equal people in this relationship, that I had just as much value as Eric did in this relationship, that my ideas were just as important, and that my dreams and my reality was just as valid as his. So today I want to share with you how we got there together, what Mm -hmm. I did as the spouse who was on the low end of the totem pole in my head.
0: I just want to slow it down a little bit because I do think that we both played into this dynamic Mm -hmm. and i think while both of us had some fears and understood that there was some dysfunction i do think that both of us also in in kind of a weird unconscious way found some comfort in that dynamic Mm -hmm. right It, it was it was very easy for you to give me control all the time to allow me to make all the choices right it was very safe for you to not have to make choices because then you can never make a wrong choice.
1: Right, I could never be wrong. I couldn't make a mistake and then I couldn't be, you know, quote unquote punished for it. This wasn't happening in real time. This was all happening in my head. And we talked about that often, the head versus the heart voice. Let me tell you, I was living in my head and I wasn't allowing myself to get into my heart and think of what would happen if I allowed myself to be up on that pedestal with Eric. What if I allowed myself to believe that there is no pedestal in this relationship.
0: What were some of the things that you were thinking about when you thought, this is why I'm not measuring up? Like, what were some of the stories that you were saying when it came to our marriage, came to you, came to me?
1: It was very much this idea of, because Eric's going through all this personal growth, because he's doing all these things to grow as a man, um, and I'm not, uh, he's fast You weren't growing as a man. Definitely I was not, not ever going to grow as a man, as men, but... <laughs> yeah i don't know that'd be interesting uh but no but you were like fast forwarding through life i felt and i was i felt like i was not only at a standstill in my life but i was slowing you down this was the perception i had i felt like if i stay in this place where he's up here and i'm down there i'm never gonna allow him to reach the stars because i'm always going to be pulling him down
0: yeah. And I think it was also reaffirming because, you know, when we talk to couples, we talk about this idea of kind of the solid versus the reflected self. And I think what, a lot of what was happening too was that you were constantly basing your success. It was always measured against my success. Exactly. Right. So whenever you would have a success, then you would compare it to something that I was doing. Yeah. And saying, was my success good enough? Is it good enough compared to Eric's success?
1: Right. So in English, what Eric is saying is... <laughs> <laughs> Eric goes with big wells again, but what he's saying is, say I would plan a date. Unless Eric loved the date and had so much fun on the date, I was bad wife. Right. I didn't see myself as a good wife. I didn't see myself as a good spouse because I messed up the date. And it didn't matter how much fun I had on the date. It didn't matter how much how great the date was for me. If I said, "Hey, Eric, did you have a great time on the date yesterday?" and he was like, "Yeah, it was fine," I'd be like, "Boom." fail yeah because the only right answer was it
0: was absolutely the best game ever it was uh, (laughs) the
1: best game ever. (laughs) the best date
0: it was absolutely the best date ever that's the only answer that you would like to hear
1: yeah so what's happening if this is you you know if you have this dynamic in your relationship oftentimes what we see in couples that we speak to is we're not asking for help because the person that's looking up at the person on this pedestal doesn't feel it's fair or valid or even they're worthy of asking for that
0: help. Yeah. so It almost reaffirms that they're mm-hmm. not good enough. They're like, I should be able to figure this out. Until right. we're equals, I shouldn't be asking for help.
1: And then because of that, I loaned wolf everything. Mm-hmm. If Eric would say, hey, I feel like we're not having enough sex. I would be like, I need to figure out a way to have more sex. And this was all happening in my head. Like, I wouldn't talk to Eric. I wouldn't come up with strategies. We wouldn't make plans together. We wouldn't work as a team. I was just like, okay, I'm going to start having sex with him every, every other day. And then I'm going to make sure I'm doing this and that and the other thing. And yes, there is some responsibility on me to, you know, make that happen. But I can't do it alone. Mm-hmm. Like, if Eric doesn't know this is happening, I'm doomed to fail, right? I really hope you can associate with what I'm saying and by not asking for help, by not expressing my desires, by not telling Eric what it was that I needed or wanted from him, I was taking something away from him. Mm-hmm. I wasn't allowing him to be the husband he could be for me because I was trying to lone wolf it all and because I was trying to do it all, you weren't able To provide for me in the way that a husband or a wife would like to provide for their spouse
0: you had a very hard time expressing desires asking for what you wanted because you had this idea that because i'm i'm the kind of squeaky wheel in the relationship i should probably try to put the least possible amount of pressure or burden on eric Mm -hmm. and asking him to do something for me you when he has so many quote-unquote other important things to do right again all stories in your head that you're making up based on your beliefs and how you're raised and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But bringing that to relationship, what it does is it actually, you know, it was creating a space where you were kind of living in your own head. And for me, that was kind of frustrating me as well. Because I remember this dynamic, the way that we expressed it is like, I couldn't reach you.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: There, there was no teamwork. And what was happening is whenever I was like, hey, let's work as a team, you know, we, we can work on this together. When I would say that, then it would trigger you and it would reaffirm that you were still not getting it right. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of it had to do with this belief I could be totally wrong here, but like this belief that you had of yourself—that, well, I'm I'm just not good. Like un- unless I'm perfect, unless I do all these things. I am not going to be a successful wife.
1: And that's the thing. And that's exactly what this episode is about, right? Like there was this idea that I was below you and I was never going to be able to be at your level. Like there's no way I could ever get there because I'm just, I'm me. And if I want to get there, oh my gosh, I have to work so hard and there's so much to do. But what I realized when I was able to quiet down those voices and really just tell myself like, hey, you can do this. You can be at the same level as Eric. When it came to asking for help and expressing my desires, it took a lot of inner work to first off realize what do I want and what are my desires and what is it that I need in this relationship? Who is Kate? Once I figured out what I wanted, then I fell into a whole other trap where I was like, you know, I really like doing art. I really like drawing and painting. But That's not something Eric super likes doing, so I'm not going to ask him. I could plan this thing for us. I could ask him to join me to paint something or make a craft, but I won't because that's not his thing. So never mind, I won't ask him. And then I just fell right back in the same trap. What I learned was if I asked him to do something, you know, I expressed my desire. Hey, Eric, I really want to paint tonight. Is that something you'd like to do with me? Eric at that point could say yes or no. And if he says no, I don't have to be heartbroken and go into like, oh my gosh, I failed. I've asked him to do something wrong. It's okay that I asked him that because this is something that I enjoy doing. And whether he says yes or no, I can still go and do it by myself without him. Mm -hmm. So it's like, oh, okay, well, I'm going to go draw. But if I really, really want to spend time with him, if it's like, it's not so much about painting, but it's I really want to paint with him. I have to express that clearly. I have to say, hey, Eric, I know I said I wanted to paint, but I kind of really wanted to do it with you. Is there something we could do tonight that's creative that, you know, you'd be interested in doing, but that we could spend time together doing something that I enjoy, but also that we kind of both will enjoy? And then somewhere in there, in that conversation, we can probably find a fun middle ground where we can do something together that's creative, that might not be about painting, but maybe Erica will say, oh, let's draw pictures of each other you know, just with pencils and it's less less time, less work, less mess, but it's still creative. It's still something I'll enjoy, but we found a nice middle. And that brought my anxiety about planning things and, and stepping up and leading in this relationship down.
0: I love that. And one of the things I wanted to touch on was this idea of the vertical, because I firmly believe that that in itself is a little bit dysfunctional. As I'm thinking on it, I don't necessarily think you need to get anywhere in order to be an equal with me. Mm -hmm. And I think this is a trap that a lot of couples get into. And is this idea that I need to be different than I currently am in order to make my spouse happy. right? Which I think in the end, like if, if you are a healthy partner, like when I think about myself and my healthiest, I only want you to be all of you. right? Right. I don't want you to be anything other than exactly who you are. Right. So this idea that somehow you're striving to be more similar to me is actually the so opposite of what I want exactly Yeah, it's, it, I don't want that you mm-hmm. know what I mean and so I, I do think that it's really important to understand this idea of like getting somewhere and it's oh somehow if we get somewhere things will be much better um I I can understand this idea of like okay you know if we, if we stop fighting and yelling at each other we probably have a healthier marriage yeah. yeah okay fine I agree to that <laughs> But I don't know that it's really healthy to think about, hey, once I can start planning amazing dates, we'll somehow have a better relationship.
1: For me, that realization came when I realized like, huh, it's actually really simple. All I have to do is be truly, truly myself Mm -hmm. in this relationship. Just do whatever it is that I enjoy doing and invite Eric along. Yeah. And I don't have to, you know, learn to play video games or learn to play strategy card games and do the things that Eric likes to do and force myself to do those things in order to be loved by Eric. I just need to be myself. I need to say, hey, Eric, I'm going to go downstairs. I'm going to do some yoga. Do you want to join me? And then Eric can... Be in my world instead of me trying to always be in his world and always trying to reach for him and always having the conversations that he wants to have. If I want to talk about something crazy that I saw on TikTok, I'm allowed to talk about that. Mm-hmm. I don't always have to have the meta conversation that Eric enjoys having. You know, I talk about TikTok. Eric talks about meta stuff.
0: <laughs> yeah. And I think we both invite each other into those conversations. Exactly. Right. We figured out ways for me to enter into your world in a way that's kind of an invitation, right? And you're Mm -hmm. leading me. And then sometimes you enter into my world and I lead you. But I agree. I I think a lot of times a big issue with relationships, and it's a big part of why desire kind of just dies, Mm -hmm. is is because we lose ourselves in the marriage, right? Right. Just as like what you're talking about, it's you were starting to become, you were existing only in relation to me. Right. So everything you were doing was always about, is Eric going to be happy? Is Eric going to like this? Is Eric going to want to do this? Am I measuring up to Eric? er It's Eric, Eric. And what happens is you lose yourself, Mm -hmm. which then becomes, you know, I'm kind of having a relationship with just an extension of me.
1: And it's crazy because when Eric first met me, I wasn't a mirror image of Eric because I was myself. I had no idea who Eric was. So I was completely and fully myself I was dancing I was singing I was doing everything that I used to do in high school because it's way back when I had bad hair I had braces (laughs) I was myself and at no point there could I try to meld myself to be him because I didn't know him yet Mm -hmm. and so when Eric fell in love with me what first attracted Eric to me was me not Kate trying to be Eric that's right so when I remembered that and when I reminded myself of that and when I said, huh, who's Kate? What does Kate like? And figured that out, that was so empowering and that made a huge shift for me in my head which now has created a shift in our relationship because now I'm able to lead not only Eric in you know, date nights and in our day-to-day lives but I'm also able to lead my family I'm able to set boundaries and stand up for myself, like just figuring out who Kate is now. It was such an eye-opening experience for me. It was so amazing to be able to see finally who this woman was. And now that I'm living that, it's so new to me and it's so like fresh and it's still kind of like, oh. Okay, like sometimes the pendulum swings too far and I'm like all about myself and I'm like I'm going shopping for the yeah, like, seventh I'll be back time in 15 this week. Minutes,
0: like 4 hours later.
1: <laughs> Bags like, oh, in my hey. head. I'm like I'm redecorating. <laughs> it's like holy I love it. super overwhelming, but so I highly encourage you to really take the time to get to know yourself again and if for anything, do it to enjoy being around yourself so that your spouse can fall in love with you again and not fall in love with the person who you're trying to be to please your spouse
0: yeah and i think in your mind like take your partner off the pedestal like to be honest like they don't want to be there you Mm -hmm. know what i mean i think about that like for me like i don't want to be there i want to be a team with you i want to be equals i want to talk about all my screw-ups and i want you to hold me and care for me and Mm -hmm. and I, i think you know i think a lot about nice guys and nice guy tendencies and they typically do this with their spouses where it's like all about them, right? Happy wife, happy life, give her everything she wants. And it's like, no, that's mm-hmm. not what they want. At That might be what they think they want. Oh, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, But in the end, like that long term, that never works out.
1: Mm-hmm. Exactly. So not being yourself or not allowing your light to shine in the relationship causes a lot of frustration in your marriage. It causes a lot of hurt, disconnection. So Learn to shine your light again. Learn to be the one person in life that can truly be themselves mm-hmm. without trying to mold to be anyone else.
0: I think it's important to make choices that align with what you want and the life you want mm-hmm. to create.
1: Figure out what that life is. Yeah,
0: and I always th- say, you know, if if you take anything away from from this episode as well, I think it's important for you to understand how taking care of yourself you know standing up for yourself is a great benefit to the marriage Mm -hmm. right and i think that's really important to think about because oftentimes we get stuck like well if i do what i want i spend too much time with me right that might not actually be good for the marriage and it's like no it's actually the opposite hey listen don't don't spend 10 hours at the gym five days a week okay (laughs) i mean (laughs) but but i do think it's really important where some people take it way too far Mm -hmm. and they stop doing things for themselves they stop connecting with themselves and then there's no more of that attraction, mm-hmm. right? It's just like, oh, you're just like a person here that does errands and stuff. Instead of, hey, you're like this person who's alive and you have hobbies and you love things and you're passionate about stuff. And, and I think that's really important. So I, I 100% agree. Reconnect to yourself. Make sure that your most important relationship is the one with yourself. Mm-hmm. So then you can be an intimate relationship with other.
1: Exactly. That's it for today.
0: That's it for today. Thanks for listening in.
1: So that's it for us today. Thank you for being here and spending time with us. We know your time is valuable. You can support us by subscribing, rating, and reviewing this podcast.
0: For daily updates, you can check us out on Instagram at evolved underscore marriage. We also have our private evolved Marriage Couples Community on Facebook. If you and your spouse want to join other amazing couples continuously looking to grow in a way that's fun and connecting, You can join us there to get some support and share what's going on for you guys.
1: We're looking forward to connecting with you next week. So until then, bye.
0: Bye.